Welcome everybody once again to Monty and Mickey. I am your co-host Monty and we got Mickey over there. Hi! How's it going Mickey? Fabulous, how are you doing? Great, great. So today we are talking Spider-Man Far From Home and I just want to apologize to any of our non-Marvel fans out there for the Marvel heavy episodes that we've been doing lately. Uh, This is purely due to the timing of when these episodes are coming out and when the movies are coming out. And so we wanted to provide a review and uh, so spoilers if you have not watched the movie, please go and watch the movie before you listen to this episode. Uh, But today that will be uh, the majority of what we'll be talking about. And it is our show, so we kind of want to talk about what we want to talk about, so hopefully you like it too. Send your fan mail, I mean hate mail, I mean, I don't, (laughs) send mail. Any kind of mail would be better than what we're getting so far. Yeah, if you want to bake us cookies, you can send it to us. Um, Anyways... So, uh, so yeah, so uh, like we did last time, we're going to kind of start out uh, talking about some in the news or some new things that have been revealed. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Mickey, I heard that you uh, got a new toy that you're playing with. Yeah, I've kind of been slacking on the research for the podcast a little bit, doing summer things, and it's been beautiful out and all that stuff, so... How dare you? I know I've been going. How to dare you enjoy the three life. weeks of summer we get going in Wisconsin? Out, yeah, exactly. And it's actually been nice, and you know, music festivals and all that stuff. But my nerd dumb still exists. I got a, as you said, I have an Oculus Quest that I just bought a few weeks ago, and it's a VR headset. If anybody doesn't know that, and it's amazing. I mean, you you put this thing on, it's wireless. You have two controllers in your hands, and you got this headset, and Otherwise, you, you kind of have to make a grid around you, which, you know, if it if you step outside that grid, it's going to let you know that, hey, you're going to neuter yourself or run into your furniture or break your glass or whatever. Otherwise, you, I mean, you're fully immersed into this thing. It's amazing. Some of the apps are just so cool. I'm still learning a lot about it. But, yeah, the, the nerd has been coming out of me in full effect because there's a, another guy we work with who... He got me into this, and we, we can talk about that for hours. So Yeah, and, and, there, and for those of you who aren't familiar with VR, there's a lot of different uh, applications that could be It's um, virtual used. reality for the oh, ones. <clears throat> yes, yeah. stands for virtual reality. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, just for an example for what we're talking about today, they actually came out with a demo that I saw online of a uh, virtual reality Spider-Man uh, game that you can kind of swing through the oh, streets yeah. of New York, you, you and it's kind of a pared-down version um, the other one that I saw, uh, that I, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Mickey, but uh, there is a Walking Dead uh, game that is either cam- coming out or has come out already. It might have been something, uh, w- for those of you paying attention to dates and times and everything, we're actually recording the week after San Diego Comic-Con, so it's possible this was something that was released during San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, but... Yes, there is a Walking Dead where you walk around, really? pick up weapons, and kill zombies, and I all that kind of stuff. That, so you'll have it, to if look out for you that. You said it's for the Rift, though. It's it's I, I didn't specify. Oh, it was just a because Oculus makes the Rift, which we have at work, and the one I had me and that guy we work with, we both have a Quest, but they're all done by Oculus. Yeah. So there's a good chance if it's made for one. It's going to be made for the other eventually. So. It, from what I understand, there isn't that many no, options. No, Paul for, mentioned there's like three or four of them. Yeah, maybe. so, so yeah. any and that sounds like the big, this big is the, name. This is the most. This is the wireless, most convenient and portable one. Right. From what I understand, so. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, 
we might uh, be talking about that in the future, kind of some new things that are coming out with Getting that. You're all excited and geeky. We're getting just talking about that. So <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, I guess the biggest thing, and I'll dive right into it. The biggest thing that was announced last week, like I said, San Diego Comic Con happened. Uh, Hall H, which is this big uh, uh, meeting space at San Diego Comic Con. It's like a historic uh, room for uh, new presentations of things that are coming. Uh, out and uh, you know and big announcements and that kind of thing Marvel had their panel uh, during San Diego Comic-Con which would, you would expect and uh, Kevin Feige and uh, some other people actually announced the full slate of what is coming for phase four of the MCU um, I don't know I uh, haven't been paying attention real close you've been enjoying your life too, so outside enjoying the weather? <laughs> Right. I, I, I heard some of these coming out, but I didn't realize all of these are coming out. And I don't know if this was something that was uh, similar to what they did last year. I, I For some reason, I get the feeling they didn't be like, and here's all the movies we're going to be making, and here's the names of the movies. Um, There's hints and other things. But uh, just to kind of briefly talk, and we probably will be talking as things uh, progress uh, in the future about, about these individual titles, but briefly, um, there was... It, it 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 sounds like five movies and I believe five um five TV shows and the TV shows will be exclusive to the uh Disney Plus um platform so they will be only on that streaming service when they do come out. Um, so in order of kind of as they're coming out, and like I said, this, is, this isn't anything like, like we, that there's insider source or whatever. They just came out and, and talked about this. Black Widow um, is coming out first. That's in 2020. And then... That's the next movie coming out. That would be, yes, I'm sorry. That would be the next movie that's coming out falcon and the winter soldier which i guess they released kind of like a teaser trailer for uh that one's coming out as a tv show on disney plus the eternals which i gotta be honest i don't know that much about that franchise it makes two of us. um tv sh- or a movie i'm sorry movie coming out in 2020 shang uh, i'm gonna someone correct me but shang chi uh looks like shang chi Another, I, I yeah, another TV or a movie that's coming out, Shang Chai, I, yeah, clearly Shang-Chi. I'm not pronouncing that right. Shang Chi, um, you're very Shang Chi today. And so that's that's going to be another movie that they have talked about, uh, that's coming out. Uh, let me see one second. Uh, Blade was announced. That one. I don't think that they actually had a date for that one, though. Uh, WandaVision was a TV show that's going to be announced, or that was announced for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Wanda and Vision, I guess, it, it's only like a six-episode season. Because there's, there's a something going on between those two, right? I mean, right, like, they actually, yeah, in, in uh, Infinity War, you see that they dated. Yeah. Um, and then Doctor Strange is getting a new movie. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, WandaVision, if I didn't already say, that's a that's a Disney Plus. Uh, 
Doctor Strange is getting a new movie called The Multiverse of Madness. Loki, and, and I think they said 2021 for that one. They actually had these slated out to like 2022, I believe. Uh, Loki, uh, they did confirm this is the same Loki that uh, in the alternate timeline that took the Tesseract during the events of Endgame. Really? Um, so he, that that is the ver- this version of Loki. What if, uh, so this is kind of an interesting uh, thing that I don't think the MCU's ever touched on, but it's actually going to be an animated series voiced by the characters who were those characters in the uh, live-action MCU movies. So, like, for example, Nick, Nick Fury will be Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Um, and I, I guess that, that TV show is going to explore uh, basically what, what if something would have changed and something went a different way and how that would have affected the Marvel Universe. Hawkeye, which uh, was rumored and I guess they confirmed... Is it going to be a TV show on Disney Plus? And then Thor, Love and Thunder. So that's kind of an interesting take. So there, it's a fourth Thor movie. Natalie Portman has been confirmed as starring in this show. Good. Not only starring in this show, but she's going to embody a female version of Thor that was in the comics. And I don't know too much about. Fat, she, fat Thor or regular sized Thor? Well, I think it's regular. I don't want to see her with the beard. Gut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're sitting next to Korg and Meek playing video <laughs> games, and it's Noob Master sixty nine. Uh, but they they actually they because she I don't I guess she's gonna get Thor's powers or something. I mean, it it's not gonna release until like, I think twenty twenty two. But but she's still a love interest at that point. Then they've kind of eliminated yeah. her up until. Well, I there was some issues with her contract. Oh, so they were trying. They to didn't even didn't even do new footage of her for Endgame. So they, they were just, they reused old footage. So it was kind of like Thor. Okay, that's an ex past woman that I cared about. Now they were ready to just have to say yeah. goodbye to her because she wasn't going to be part of it anymore. Yeah, her contract. Something there was something disagreement with the director or something that went on. Uh, but they actually handed her Thor's hammer on stage at Hall H when oh. they announced this movie. Oh, so that's cool. it's it's kind of like a yeah it's it's a nod to that. It so now obviously is on and Thor can hold the hammer. It's obviously some sort of a, you know, nod or a clue to what her power is. She's going to have powers or she's going to be, she'll be a worthy. female version, maybe fighting alongside. Um, but she'll be worthy. They, yeah, they, I mean, which, if anybody knows anything about Molnir, it's kind of a big deal if anybody holds it. Yeah. So the, she's she's got that, you know, character or whatever that allows her to do that. Um, like I said, Blade was announced um, I thought there was one other one. I James Gunn, I believe it's James Gunn who directed the Guardians movies. Mm. So interesting thing about him, they at, people were asking, well, what about as Guardians of the Galaxy or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? What are we going? What's going on there? And James Gunn actually tweeted out and said, "Don't worry, Guardians Three is coming. I'm working on finishing up the Suicide Squad." Now, he. It, to not get too far into the weeds with this, he was fired because apparently uh, insensitive tweet that he made years and years ago. He got fired from the the uh, filming for uh, the next Guardians of the Galaxy. In the meantime, because he's a terrific director, he goes and picks up a job with DC and is apparently 
uh, going to be directing a reboot of the Suicide Squad. Again, DC's kind of a dumpster fire Again. right now uh, with uh, all the various directions they're going. But I guess he they did he did get hired back on for for Guardians Volume Three. Uh, so yeah, that that I guess is the big news for for what the future holds for us that we know kind of all laid out. Um, Endgame past Avatar uh, for highest grossing movie of all time because I liked Avatar, but it didn't deserve that title. And and it's crazy that it took that long and it was in the movie theater for that long, but it was, it, I I think it deserved it for for what the hype was. Um, Stranger Things season three came out. We yeah. both we both watched it. We both loved it. Um, if you're a Stranger Things fan, we'd we'd really like to do an episode in the future on that. And great, we will. Great tie-ins, great nostalgia with the '80s and all the things that were going on with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's most of what I've got as far as recapping, you know, current news and what what's going on there. But like I said, the biggest thing is just San Diego Comic Con was last week, so a lot of things were announced. That's you know, obviously the big. The big show that everything gets the nerd revealed. Fest that gives out the nerd news. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so let's get into Spider Man Far From Home. So, uh, just kind of uh, initial reactions. Uh, Mickey, what, uh, how, how did you walking out of theater, you know, in during the movie, what do you, what was your kind of like, if you could summarize it in a couple sentences, what, what, do you, what was your overall feeling about the movie? Well, I mean, I'm kind of going to mimic a lot of the reviews that I've seen since but i i would agree when i've heard that it's the best spider-man movie ever done i would agree because it was entertaining from the first second to the very end and and the you know even the the credit scenes were just they mind more mind-blowing than than i think we've seen in any other marvel movie it it kept your interest the whole time there's so much going on I I I never got into Tobey Maguire that much. I I think I watched the first Spider Man when he was in, and it just didn't trip my trigger. I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. It he just he you know epitomizes the character for me and stuff. And I was blown away by the movie. I thought it was great. I, I didn't have real high expectations because I'm not. I haven't been that big of a Spider Man fan. I mean, I collected some of the comics as a kid, but both Homecoming and and this one even more have just really impressed me as as. And that's really with a really high standard for the Marvel movies in general. Yeah, and I I would have I would echo a lot of those same sentiments. Um, one of the things that we have talked about in the past uh, about Tom Holland as a Spider-Man actor, and how for the time, Tobey Maguire was the best Spider-Man yeah. character for a standalone franchise standalone trilogy that was not connected to the greater marvel universe he had his own villains he you know was a, a decent big name actor at oh, the he time did good at, and he did a good job he just didn't do it for me for whatever right. reason yeah and for the time though that was that was that was what you he would was well cast That's, you know i mean i wouldn't say he wasn't he he was putting out some of the best superhero movies during the time, the time yeah at the time the standard wasn't it, what it is now it was appropriate for that but yeah, yeah. as you said now, because of what we have and what we have been uh, exposed to in the Marvel Universe, Tom Holland is the best. We, you know, we've talked about that he is the best uh, choice for a Spider-Man character. And so that, and I say all that just to not diminish those, that original trilogy, but also at, at the same time kind of in parallel talk about how well these movies have been done. Well, Marvel's you know? made, made the concept of a franchise 
even with Star Wars and and um, like the Lord of the Ring movies and Harry Potter and all those franchises, I, I think they've gone head and shoulders above all the rest. And those are really well done. I mean, Star Wars, obviously, I love. This is at least as good at that. I mean, and there's so many more movies. It's so much more in-depth and elaborate. So they've blown away the standard. So from now on, everyone's going to have to try to compete with that if they want to franchise, you know. And it, and what makes them sort of unique, too, is, you know, you, you, you know touched on Lord of the Rings. So they had three movies. You know, Star Wars, they had and what, the nine movies Matrix, now. The Matrix, the these yeah. trilogies, and maybe even four or five movies. Fast and the Furious. All of these movies... Yeah, there's like 20 of those, I think. ...were, were linear, you know. You yeah. had a movie, and then you had another movie, and then you had another... What is kind of unique about the MCU, and this, this Spider-Man Far From Home takes place after Endgame, but what's kind of unique about it is there isn't this straight timeline that you follow, this path that you follow. The movies somewhat jump all over the place, but they're still in the same universe, so to speak. And so in that's... In a current setting. Yeah. Yeah. In in yeah, in our in our current world in in our in the current setting and so what you have from that is a perfect opportunity for a character like Spider-Man to fit into that world and be a part of that and and interact with other other characters, other superheroes. And so from that point of view, yeah, I like I would agree the initial reaction. I thought it was a great movie. Um I it, I, it would probably, you know, it, it's probably up there with some of my, one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. But uh, like you said, I'm, I'm not like the biggest Spider-Man fan. That's so, your it's, wife, you know, right? my, my wife, yes, my wife's a huge spider. She loved the Tobey Maguire movies. And, and uh, we're not going to talk about the uh, Garfield, what's Garfield? Remember what, the Amazing Spider-Man? Did you ever see, see those two movies? Oh. There was two movies that came out like within the last probably 10 years. Uh I want to say James Garfield. I know it's not. Good. Oh. Uh, but anyways, they did. That was a president, I think. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> didn't play Spider-Man. He was dead. So uh, but they, they, the Amazing Spider-Man, like that was what they called it. Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 or something. And it, I guess it wasn't, didn't, didn't do that well. I've, I watched like half of the first one. I do remember them coming and, out, but yeah, I don't know anything about them. Um, but yeah, so in order of best to worst, I definitely think Tom Holland, Tommy McGuire, and then... We'll just call him Mr. Spider-Man Garfield. The ex-president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so, as I, as I mentioned, Spider-Man Far From Home takes place immediately after the events of Endgame. So, technically, I believe this is 2023 is what they... Because it was... Is it five, six, five or six years? I think it was five years from 2018. Five, yeah. So, it was after the snap, after the snap, and then the... The second snap and then the third snap. Mm-hmm. So Tony Stark is dead. Um, if that's surprising you, you should not be listening to this podcast right now yeah. that Tony Stark is dead. Um, but it kind of addresses some of those issues that I think anybody who took a serious look at what happened during Endgame uh, and, and the kind of continuity flaws and things that you're like, okay, so hold on a second. These people came back from the dead exactly where they were five years later and they didn't age so that's going to cause issues and everybody else that didn't get snapped did and so they address that pretty much at the beginning yeah they Um, they actually mention it they they, they show videos of like the band coming back in the middle of the the gym and like some classmates that were like 
middle school, then all of a sudden they grew up and they're five years older and you're like, what the heck? This yeah. is, you know, this is weird. Um, but essentially what I understand is most of Tony's friends and classmates, they were all snapped. So that's how they kind of sidestepped that awkwardness yeah. is that they're all the same. So they still need to graduate high school. They still need to move on with their lives. Um, so they, they address that. Um, they talk about, uh, you, you get to see happy Hogan and Aunt May kind of interact and you see that they actually have had There's a, a relationship. There, yeah. Yep. Um, and then you also just see, which is a very, excuse me, very, very typical uh, plot point that is is reoccurring throughout the Spider-Man franchises, um, even the Tobey Maguire ones and then the comic books from what I understand, is that he's struggling once again to balance his life as a high school student and as a superhero who everybody's looking towards to possibly replace Iron Man. I mean, I think one of the reporters even during that beginning scene when they're they're uh, talking to him, they said, are you, are you going to be the next Iron Man? Um, so it's interesting to see that because when you get a character like Captain America, especially Captain America, because he's got nobody, everybody he loved died, yeah, and he's, long, old, he's long been, you know, older, so he's got nothing else. Or Iron Man, who he's just a playboy, uh, you know, billionaire, and he's going to, okay, yeah, I can free up my schedule for this. Like, those characters don't have the, the same everyday conflicts that Peter Parker does experience. Yeah, he's just trying to be a student, and then, and... You know, he's not doing his internship with Tony anymore, and which kind of, he was like a father figure too. So there's right. that, that's another fold in the whole mix. Like, now who's he going to look up to and, you know, ask for advice and all that stuff. And like you say, he's just trying to be a normal kid, not give away his identity. You know, you know he's interested in this girl and all that stuff. And, oh, yeah, I got to help save the world. And he doesn't know what level to be doing that at. He wants to be an Avenger, but he also wants to just kind of do small-time crime because he wants to be a regular person. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. And he makes it they make it very clear too, uh, that he didn't want to on the on the class trip, he didn't even want to bring his suit at all. Yeah. So that he, they make it very clear like he's he does he wants a vacation, he wants a break from all this, he doesn't want to be involved or or you know, have the drama and have to deal with any of that uh on his on his class trip. Um so uh, one Easter egg I'll, I'll point out, uh, and we might have talked about this, I don't know if we, we mentioned it in a previous podcast, but uh, you can see for a split second the suitcase that he uses uh, to pack up to go to Europe actually has uh, Ben Parker, his uncle's initials on them. So you get a nod. I, I don't know if we'll ever fully see that character be realized or that they'll talk about him. Yeah, even explain him. But... The, it's still a nod to like the he he did have an uncle that died and apparently obviously before that his parents died or something happened to them because the whole reason he's with his aunt and uncle in the first place and now yeah. he's with just his aunt so um that was kind of a cool little nod um but at this point because we're kind of keep track of the different suits but at this point he's got two suits well technically three if he still has his uh the original the original uh home homemade one Looks like um, pajamas. Yeah, that he's got, you know, just put some, yeah, bought it off a Walmart Halloween yeah. rack or something. Um, so he's got the original, oh, then I guess it would be, yeah, it would be three. So he's got the homemade suit, the suit that Tony gave him um, first in the first movie, 
and then I would what I would call the iron spider suit and he's using the iron spider suit at the beginning of the movie for that uh, press interview or whatever when they're donating the money uh, and then when he goes to Europe he's got the original or the suit that Tony gave him that he's using for a while um, and then eventually and we'll get into it a little bit but he makes his own suit in the Quinn I think they called the Quinn jet it's basically like a shield jet or like a Stark jet. Uh, he he makes a another uh, suit, and then even before that, he's given a shield. Makes him a stealth suit that's all black, oh, yeah. and so he's he's got a lot of costume changes in this movie. There's yeah. there's a lot going on, which I I like. I think that it it adds to it. I think that I, I liked the evolution of the Iron Man suits and the Captain America and how how that all kind of looked and and it just it shows a little bit more of the, you know, the, the, these people are constantly trying to improve and all the, those types of things. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, uh, his aunt has to hide the suit in his suitcase for him because she's like, hey, you're going to need it. And you get to introduce to the concept of um, a spidey sense, kind of, at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, that wasn't really mentioned. They don't coming. come out and say spidey sense they call it the peter tingle which is yeah. kind of a tongue-in-cheek what kind of funny calls it yeah yeah and he loves like, it i thought i thought you had the peter tingle when you, she throws a banana at him don't call it that <laughs> yeah which which is embarrassing yeah um he's trying to be an adult his aunt's calling him peter tingle the only other nod to that kind of sixth sense is that um scene in uh infinity war when he's on the bus and his the air hair on his arm oh, sticks yeah. up straight, yep. and he looks over, and there's the 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 spaceship. Um, so that was kind of the the hint towards that. But but we see those types of Spider Man, you know, classic comic book uh, themes that that start, you know, they're they're realizing sure, them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they they go to Europe and just kind of summarize it so that I'm not you know. I getting way too far in the details, but essentially the the big arc of the whole movie is that there are these things called elementals. Uh, I think there's a fire, wind, earth, and air elementals that are these bad guys that are like these big monster kind of extraterrestrial type, uh, you know, bad guys that uh, this guy named Quentin Beck or Mysterio is fighting and has the ability to fight. And what way that that is explained is he's from Earth, just not our Earth. So they they basically allude to or directly say that because of the snap, there was uh, rips or tears in the different uh, universes. So there's this multi-use, multi-universe theory and that, that he's from a different universe and he's been fighting these guys and if he doesn't stop them, Excuse me. The same thing that happened to his wor- world is going to happen to ours, and so you kind of follow them through this whole, uh, this whole, you know, I guess trail of elementals that they're fighting, and they're in Venice, and then they go to, uh, I forget where the second. I want to say Prague, maybe. I think that was the, yeah. the, the fire. Yeah. yeah. And and so they they kind of bounce around Europe and they're fighting these things and Shield is he's just following them around trying to defeat them essentially. Yeah, Quentin Beck is Mysterio is trying to defeat them and essentially Nick Fury hijacks their summer vacation and um, kind of makes them through 
pulling strings behind the scenes, uh, go to where he wants them to go so that he can help so Quentin Beck. Spider-Man's there, yeah. So that he's there and he gives them the new, uh, the new uh, stealth suit or night suit or whatever. And um, he's reluctant at first, like we said. He doesn't want to be a part of this. He doesn't. He does, He just wants to be on vacation. He wants to tell the girl MJ, which is a direct reference to the Spider-Man canon, Mary, Mary Jane. You know MJ. Uh, that his, this is his love interest. It's very clear at the beginning of the movie. This is his love interest, and he just wants to tell the girl that he likes that he likes her. Go on a date. You know, be romantic at the Eiffel Tower. Give her a gift. He he wants to do normal. 16 or 17 or I don't know with the snap it's all confusing how old he is but just normal teenager high school stuff that's interesting you mentioned that though because in the first movie in Homecoming um I don't remember her name but he had another love interest altogether MJ was in that movie but you didn't really see much right the vulture's daughter yeah and you didn't see much chemistry between him and MJ and then all of a sudden it turns out he's got feelings and you kind of you can kind of see her eye wandering towards him too so it was it was kind of nice that they're bringing this together, but they didn't do it too fast. Mm-hmm. But you see there's a, a bond going on there and stuff, and then finally you can just see that something's going to happen towards the end of the movie. Just... If you didn't know already, anybody who knew anything about Spider-Man, you knew that eventually he'd be dating Mary, Mary somebody Jane named Mary Jane or MJ. Character. or yeah. Uh, I think the other major character, other major love interest is a Gwen, somebody named Gwen Stacy. And I don't know if that will be ever kind of explored, but that that would be the other one. From the books, yeah. So, he is in this situation where he wants to just experience his high school stuff. He doesn't want to have to be tied down or have these responsibilities. Not that he's not capable, but he just doesn't want to have them. And Nick Fury basically forces him to, to the participate. Whole that the whole group's going to be involved. He's going to, you know, here's this suit... And then he even goes as far as to give him the glasses that Iron Man is seen wearing in Infinity War and called Edith. Um, even in death, I... Something I'm important or I... Yeah. Some, the, I, I, I'm the, the hero. The, yeah, I'm the hero. Yep, even in yeah. death, I'm the hero. Yeah. So that narcissistic Tony Stark is. still coming out. Yeah. Um, so these basically these Iron Man level uh, glasses that he can uh, call down drones from a satellite that's orbiting the Earth, and he can hack into people's phones and computers, and it and it basically gives him all of the functions of an Iron Man helmet without having an Iron Man suit. So Tony entrusts him to be wearing this and using using these glasses uh, for good. So. Eventually, and and my wife actually commented on this. I think actually in the movie theater while we were watching it. Um, I Mickey's seen it once. I've I've actually seen it twice now. Um, but the first time when we were watching it, and I I kind of knew just because I kind of knew what the character of Mysterio was that he isn't necessarily a good guy. Yeah. Um, but she even commented on about how the big battle between them and the fire elemental, it was at an awkward point in the movie yeah it was kind of in the middle of the movie and that if anybody was paying attention should have tipped you off like something's weird like this is the big climactic battle and they hadn't introduced a guy that could potentially be the villain at that point it's a little late at that point so that's when your brain starts going mysterio isn't the good guy we think he is something's gonna happen and then and as far now that we're talking about mysterio 
um, even Kevin Smith and other people have reviewed, this is the best incarnation of, of that character ever shown in film or TV. And Gyllenhaal does an amazing job with that character. And like you say, Spider-Man's looking for this father figure, so that bond is kind of automatic right off the bat because it's like, oh, he takes him under his wing and stuff. And then it turns out, oh, I can't trust you after all, Mysterio, because you're the bad guy. And But they did a really good job with that character. Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal did, did an excellent job. And it's actually interesting because when he and he ends up giving Edith to Mysterio, which is his whole plan all along, and we'll get into that in a minute, but uh, when he puts on the glasses, he even looks like Tony Stark. Like yeah. He kind of has that same look. Um, kind of a fun fact, uh, hidden Easter egg, if you will. Apparently, during the original filming of the Tobey Maguire movies, Tobey Maguire got injured, and he told the directors that he would not continue filming unless he got a raise. They came back and threatened to replace him with Jake Gyllenhaal. No kidding. So oh, that's a weird. It's it is kind of a weird coincidence, I, you know, that he then ends up being the guy who is trying the to villain. be like Spider Man yeah. in a Spider Man movie. Yeah, and and ultimately the villain in that. In the yeah, movie. Um, wow. If any, yeah, I mean, obviously, Tobey Maguire kind of was like, oh, that I, I think my salary was good actually. Maybe I should shut up and just <laughs> yeah. do my job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a cool little tie back to that movie. Um, but yeah, so you find out he's been working behind the scenes with all the Stark ex Stark employees, the disgruntled employees. Uh, everything's an illusion as far as the battles and the monsters in his suit. None of them are real. Nothing yeah. is literally just projections. Just projections, and then some of the explosions are real, but only because the drones are shooting things down and causing destruction. Not the monster. Drones are everywhere. Just yeah shooting bombs basically they have a cloaking mechanism and and so you kind of see that and then what you find out as well is as i talked about with uh him getting edith he wanted to have control of those drones that were uh housed in the uh the satellite uh that that's stark technology that he could do even bigger and better illusions at a grander scale oh yeah and so that was his whole point. He kind of convinces Peter to do that. Um, so then, uh, through basically, tone or uh, Peter pulling down a piece of a drone, they find out eventually that what this whole uh, plot is that Mysterio has that he's trying to deceive everybody. He wants to be the next Tony Stark. He he's wants trying to, to get the technology in his own hands. Yeah, he wants he want that that he. Peter finds out that he's been fooled. Um, and in the mix of all that, MJ finds out or had her, had her suspicions, and then he finally admits to her that he is, he is Spider-Man. And I, that's the other thing. And, and his aunt knows now. I mean, there's there's multiple people that know about his identity now. Yep. At this point. At this point in the movie. There's only there's a few at this point. Ned knows. Happy knows. Obviously, S.H.I.E.L.D. and those know. His and aunt knows. His aunt. And, um, and now MJ knows. Ned even makes a, some kind of a comment to MJ like, oh, that's cool that you know. I knew before you, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and let's just go, I don't I, I, I wish I knew the actor's name, but 
The guy who plays Ned, great yeah. once again. Like, great one-liners, the chemistry, the comedy that goes on. Kind of a nerd, it. but he's actually pretty helpful to, to Spider-Man when he needs Yeah, he, he's the man behind the, the computer. Yeah. As a, he's the man in the computer, man in the chair. Yeah. You know, and so he, yeah, he's definitely, he's he's got his own love interest in this movie. Well, it's nice that Peter has, because in the comic books, I don't remember him having, a, like, a good friend to rely on besides, you know, the, the girl or, you know, even the aunt wasn't much of a character. He yeah. had one person to rely on, but this he's got a he's got a supporting cast around him, which right. is kind of nice, you know. He's yeah, he's got more than just just him to rely on. Or now, obviously, with Tony being gone, um, so they they find out that uh, they that, uh, I'm sorry, Peter finds out what Quentin Beck is doing, what Mysterio is doing. He then goes and tries to meet up with. Uh, the shield people in I think that one was actually in Prague or in Germany or something something but anyways at the airport or at the train station uh Samuel Jackson's character um why well, I, I always forget Nick one Fury. one name one name every every episode I got one name and it's just yeah. tied up Nick Fury picks him up at the airport which you then find out is actually Mysterio pretending to be Nick Fury they go all through this like trippy, you know, acid trip of a situation where they're going through and he's fighting Mysterio, but it's all an illusion, and he's bouncing back and forth between the different suits that he has, and then uh, he even goes and says, you know, if you would have done better, Tony Stark would still be alive, and has this really cool scene where the zombie, I guess, if you will, of Iron Man pops up from what's supposed to be Tony Stark's grave. Yeah. I thought that was really... I thought that was a really... Like a, it's almost like a Spider-Man thing where the Jedis come back from the dead. You mean to, Star Wars thing? Or you st- yeah, Star Wars. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm into this. <laughs> um, and so you've, you've got all of that going on, and the whole point was that Quentin Beck wanted to know who he told so that he could go and kill that per- those people. Um, so eventually, uh, uh, you, you get, uh, Peter Parker on a train, or I should say, he got hit by a train, and he gets picked up somewhere along the lines, uh, by, uh, I think it's the Netherlands police, Holland, or they're in the Netherlands, and he's in a jail cell, and, uh, they... Uh, the he's got like some really friendly you know soccer fans that are are with him and he breaks out and he calls uh, Happy and they can, he comes with the jet and he's like you know hey this is really bad things happening we got to go to London we got to figure this out and so he's kind of having a pity party for himself because he gave the glasses to Quentin and he knows that that's not what. Tony Stark wanted Again, to Again, that was the father figure thing. Well, I think I can trust this guy. You know, I don't know that I should have these at my age or whatever, so I'm going to give them to you. And it turns out, oh, crap, I made a huge mistake. Right. And so Happy kind of talks him out of it and says, okay, listen, you know, I know I knew Tony Stark, and Tony Stark couldn't even live up to the expectations that Tony Stark put on himself. So what would Tony do? And he said, well, he would, you know, come up with a solution. He's like, okay, let's do this then. And he, in the back of the jet, there's actually this, like, I guess, mini lab, you know, I guess everybody's got their thing. Sure. But he's got, got a, a, basically an entire station to just generate a Spider-Man suit. You don't have that? 
Nah, it's not charged. My battery's died, so... Oh, yeah, mine's in the shop. <laughs> um, in the back of this jet, to, to, they make uh, basically a, a fourth, fifth Spider-Man suit at that point. Yeah, it's got a black least. accent. You it can, mentioned a bunch already before that. They can do a couple different things differently, and you kind of customize it. But it's it's direct callback for, to the first Iron Man, but they... Uh, so he's, he's like... Happy says, oh, you, you get working on that. I'll, I'll take care of the music. And he starts playing back in black so you know acdc comes on yeah baby and um peter parker just is like yeah i love this song led zeppelin's the best yeah, and i'm just like oh my god yeah, uh, any music fans kind of uh, cringed and turned in their like, seat yeah he, he's play, really playing up that millennial and i love acdc but that is an insult to yeah. the iconic led zeppelin right and it doesn't sound anything like him <laughs> so he gets to london he fights Quentin Beck. Um, Nick Fury's kind of tipped off because Happy sends him kind of like a weird cryptic message about, uh, you know, hey, we found your, we found your uh, surfboard, and I guess people aren't who they always say they are, and so he's tipped off and kind of realizes that Mysterio is not who he says he is, um, and Spider Man is able to uh, fight uh, Quentin Beck. And eventually, he's able to get a hold of these drones, f- battle them off, and then get a hold of everything that he needs to. And he even uses his spider sense because Quentin Beck then also does an illusion that essentially cuts all the lights out. And he's in this dark, kind of weird, you know, uh, hallway. Well, actually, and, I, and people kept referring to that to the hallway. Kill and I were actually in that. That's the uh, that's the Tower of London. Oh, yeah, I've been there too, um, and I didn't realize that. And it's, it's sometimes confused with the London Bridge, but it's a bridge. It's a yeah. bridge over the top of the th- River Thyme, Thames. Thames. Thames, yeah. yeah. T-H-A-M-E-S. Um, yeah. So it's it's actually there, which makes it even cooler that they're on a bridge, like a glass bridge that well, you can look down and, and see. And the Tower of London is a pretty cool thing anyway, so that they're using that in this movie is pretty, you know. Yeah, that they're able to, yeah. I think it's the Tower of London. Maybe, maybe well, I got even that Even if right. it is London But, bridge, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's something. Historical. But it, yeah, it's it's a really cool pedestrian bridge, and you know, um, so they're in there and they're fighting, and he uses his spidey sense to actually figure out, like he just closes his eyes and figures out where he is so he can fight him. Then he takes it even a step further, where Mysterio is actually projecting himself as like, oh, I, you know, I'm 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 wounded, and please don't do anything. And then he just turns around like because a he villain. knows feeding on his goodness, feeding yeah, feeding on like don't kill me. And then it was an illusion. That even was an illusion. Yeah. And he's usually used a spidey sense to turn around and basically grab the gun before Quentin Beck is able him. to kill him. And so Quentin Beck dies. Uh, Sorry, just not to interrupt, but just to backtrack. The elementals are four extra dimensional beings. Hydron is the master of water. Hellfire, who can generate flames. Magnum, who manipulates earth and rocks. And Zephyr... Mistress of the Winds. So those that's the four elementals that we're talking about. And he, as we talked about before, Quentin Beck is working with a whole team of people from uh, Star, uh, Stark Industries, some ex-Stark Industries people, and even a guy who was from the first Iron Man that uh, the bad villain in that famously says to him, you know, if Tony Stark could do this in a cave, then why can't you? And he's yeah. like, well, I'm not Tony Stark. Exactly. That guy is in this movie, and he's... Basically disgruntled against Stark Industries and everything that goes along with that. 
So they're, they they go through all this and 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 what I, the point I was trying to make is he even has a writer who is telling him like okay this is the backstory for these characters these elementals and so he's using that and he even at one point is like okay like, give me my line basically like he's like an actor yeah, he's an actor it's all about deception it's yep. all about uh you know sleight of hand this trickery getting and, Peter's trust so he can get the the Edith yeah getting this this elaborate story and his whole thing is he wants to be a Avenger type superhero so you can actually see he takes he takes kind of elements of the Iron Man suit. He takes elements of Thor's suit, some other things that he kind of combines into what he does. And he mentions, we, I need to defeat an Avengers-level threat in order for the public to see me as a, a Avengers-caliber Take me seriously as superhero. a hero, yeah. Um, so he's defeated. Uh, then... Uh, Peter Parker's reunited with his classmates with MJ. They they have their first kiss, um, and that that's a big moment. Uh, I guess the Black Dahlia necklace uh, breaks when that that was the necklace Peter wanted to give her, and she's like, "Oh no, I like it even more now." And uh, there's a whole whole thing with that, and uh, you know, the Happy is kind of acting. He basically traded Tony for Peter and he's kind of acting as his agent now. and he's acted like in the past in Homecoming especially he kind of was annoyed by him but now you can see he's actually starting to care about him and realize all oh, this kid's got a lot going on and he's a good decent guy and, and I, I think he actually starts to feel you know fatherly towards him even you know right yeah in Homecoming he's like annoyed with him yeah, and he's kind of like oh my god you're this so guy, stupid like, leave me alone I got bigger things to do yeah um so they he kind of acts as and he has this dialogue with Nick Fury like he'll call you like like he you know we we know you need us but he'll he'll call you he'll you know whatever he'll 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 contact you if if he needs to get a hold of you um i think that that pretty much wraps up the main storyline and like i said the whole the whole plot is surrounding around this idea of uh like a, a deception, uh, you know, things aren't always what they seem. Trying seen. to fool Peter. And as far as the places they visited, um, what I'm reading says it was a bit of a road trip. It begins in Mexico in the aftermath of the Elemental's attack. Then they go to New yep. York to meet up with Peter. Then the action moves to Venice, where Peter is recruited by Nick Fury. Then they move to the Alps, where Peter tries to make Brad look bad, but it blows up in his face. Then they, then they move to, the, to Prague, where they fight Molten Man, and then on to Berlin, and then a small Dutch village. The climax of the movie will be in London. Right. Yeah, and that that's a really good summary of of kind of you can see why it's called Far From Home. It's yeah. it's basically this European all over Europe trip. European vacation mm-hmm. minus the vacation. <laughs> yeah, more of a working working trip <laughs> for for him at least. Um, so now on to the to the end credits. Yeah. So again, anybody who's watched any Marvel movie ever should realize you got to stick around for the end credits and i think people are you know obviously 23 now movies later you 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 know and i'm sitting through every movie now whether it's marvel or not now because i'm just expecting that to happen well even stranger things had a end credit scenes i think that they they're really they're they're um people are using that model of let's use this to convey more information cliffhangers parts of the story that are part of the story but kind of kind of offshoots. And we can uh, set ourselves up for a sequel or more. Exactly. Set setting up for what what was what is to come. 
So they they kind of do in the terminology of of how they do end credit scenes. There's a mid credit scene. So if you notice in most Marvel movies, it's the like kind of more artsy uh, credits, the main credits, you know, are, are rolling and there's music and splashes of paint and different things going on. So at the end of those credits, you got what you call mid credit scene, and then at the end of the like typical scrolling black and white where people text. actually worked hard the people who did they yeah, most some, of the work get some credit as their name flashes by as fast right. as possible quick pause it <laughs> see that it says I was extra number two <laughs> um, and at the end of that one then you have an end credit scene so mid credit scene you see uh, I, be- I believe it was it was either in the mid credit scene or at the very end of the movie um Peter's talking to his aunt and Happy and's like, so what's going on with you guys? Yeah. And she's more of the on the along the lines of, oh, it's kind of like a summer fling. We'll see what happens. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're dating seriously. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, we'll see what happens. Um, but then he goes and he meets up with MJ and they're on like a date basically where he's swinging around New York and you kind of get this like, traditional spider-man you really what what everybody who thinks of spider-man thinks of swinging around yeah. buildings in new york the skyscrapers going back and forth all these things flying through it and as he's on his way to see mj even he you go through a uh he goes through basically this like uh, gap in the building that was the avengers tower was the stark tower yeah. then yeah, the avengers cool. tower that was cool and then and now it's owned by somebody else fantastic four or uh the oz oscorp um but as he lands there's like a construction sign that says stages one two three and then what would be four there's a question mark and it's like we can't wait to show you what's to come well that's clearly a direct allusion to one phase four of the marvel cinematic universe and two possibly fantastic four which now we've we've discussed that since disney owns the uh rights rights. to those that character which they consider like the the original or the first marvel family because i guess they were one of the first characters that movie wise yeah um even in the comic books i guess it was was some of the first oh they did back that far i didn't yeah it was one of i think it was one of stan lee's original um storyline that he created really so um so you, you get that kind that easter egg MJ kind of doesn't like the whole idea of swinging. I will never to her do death. that again. Yeah, and then the date's over. He's like, "Okay, well, I want to go then." Yeah, and as he's leaving, he jumps up on a telephone or a, a light pole or something, and all of a sudden, a breaking news comes through, and you see a character who has not been around since the Tobey Maguire movies, J. Jonah Jameson. Now this guy is an important character because he was in he was heavily in the original trilogy of Tobey Maguire, and at that time he was basically a newspaper editor that Spider Man was working with. Now they modernized it a little bit. It's uh, I forget the name of his newspaper. It's like the Daily Bu- Daily Bugle. It's something. Like I think that. it's a, yeah. It's, I think it's the Daily Bugle. The so Daily it's Planet instead of Batman. the Daily Bugle. The newspaper it's dailybugle.org now so he's yeah. got he's got his own website and he's online and everything but it's the same character like the same actor who played J Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire movies and that was a terrific knob callback that 
they they nodded towards that. It's that, nice to have those tie it, it was such, and it was cool because it's like, so essentially what he did is he played himself in two different versions of Spider-Man, which yeah. from what I understand, as far as I know, that's never been done before. Probably not. It's not like a, cool. a character in the original Batman who was the Joker plays the Joker again in the next Batman movie. Like, that doesn't happen. No. And so it was very it was very cool that they were able to do that. It is the Daily Bugle. The Daily, yeah. The, uh, we Daily, got one right. Daily Daily Planet is the name of the one from Bat- Superman. Oh, Superman. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, Clark Clint works at. His alter ego, yeah. Um, so the whole thing and the whole, you know cloak and dagger of it all comes through again with basically Mysterio recorded in his last moments a video and then um, the disgruntled Stark employee edited it to make it look like everything that happened in Europe what the big battle in London that it was Spider-Man's fault and and everything Spider-Man said was taken out of context to make it look like oh he's the bad guy saying all these things that Right. They're obviously not true. But. They heavily edited the video, changed you know the placement of his voice and all that that kind of stuff where he was saying things. It wasn't true clearly. Then it goes on and it says, and J. Jonah Jameson and you know his you know, very true to his character. He's like, this just in. We got even a more of a breaking news for you guys. Exclusive to the Daily Bugle. Right here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. And he says that he's got a video of who the identity of Spider-Man is. And you're like, oh, bleep. That's how subtle I was being before when I said, as of now, there's a few people who know who he is. And then, bam. And then, bam, mid credit scene, Mysterio, and they even make it, they even ratchet it up even more because he's like, the real Spider-Man is, and it kind of cuts out for a second, and I think he even panned to, to Peter Parker, and he's like, oh my God. And what's going to happen? And then he's like, is Peter Parker? And so, not only do they have him, he says his name, like, they he's a bad guy. Face. So the progression of this end credit scene, which could be its own movie. Yeah. Yeah, enough was Peter Parker is the bad guy. This is Peter, or I'm sorry, Spider-Man's a bad guy. Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And oh, by the way, J. Jonah Jameson, I've got a picture of Peter Parker right here, plastered on the side now of a New York and skyscraper. And, and so, we think he's a bad guy, so now everybody's going to be pissed off. Everybody thinks he's the have. bad guy and that he orchestrated everything and he used these attack drones to kill people. So they just end it with that, which... I mean, even oh. in Phase 4, there's no mention of any other Spider-Man movies, so <laughs> you got a couple years before yeah. that actually comes oh, through. People are going to be up in arms waiting for information. Waiting to that. figure out what the heck's going to happen. Um, and even with the Black Widow movie coming out, that's actually a prequel, so I think they're going to kind of dabble. reference Spider-Man in that one. If they do, it's not going to be current anything one. current yeah, or, or yeah, current events. Previous you know. to this stuff happening, yeah. Um, so all of that happens. You get the rest of the credits, and then the end credit scene, you see Nick Fury and Maria Hill driving in a car, and as they're talking, they have some dialogue, somebody's voice kind of crackles and does something different, you're like, what is going on? Where have I heard that voice before? And then all of a sudden, you look, and Maria Hill is a scroll, and you're like, oh yeah, I heard that voice in Captain Marvel where the scrolls were originally where introduced. you saw a lot of them, yeah. These shapeshifter people, you find out, 
have been there all along and that the that uh Maria Hill and uh Samuel Jackson's character Nick, uh, Fury. Nick Fury again you don't want to like his name wow uh, been a long day um he's not a real superhero that's why I yeah he, he just has a eye patch and carries a gun yeah um but they, they actually those characters were not actually in the movie so they were never actually in the movie and so that's the big reveal at the end of that and then you see that they called that the real uh, Nick Fury he's up in a spaceship somewhere with the rest with some other scrolls and he's doing some other mission what seems to be some other mission altogether which if he's doing that you got to figure the important stuff that just happened is minimal compared to what he must be trying to right. do. Right. That he basically had them take care of like hey take care of some this stuff that's going thing on in that's Earth. Going on. Yeah. yeah. Um and and then the movie ends like that. Um so I guess I like I said it was a great movie. I saw it twice. I I I don't think it's my favorite Marvel movie. Uh I maybe will buy it coming, you know. It was really well done. But it yes, it was it was extremely and well exciting done. Exciting from from the get-go to the end. So, all of that being said, Mickey, what what do you kind of see happening? What, what what do you think the future of the MCU as a whole and uh, just maybe even Spider-Man? What do, where, where do you see the future of that character going? Well, I, I I'm... I'm assuming that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do diffuse the whole Spider Man's a bad guy thing. But I think the Avengers, whoever it partakes in that group at this point, um, will help to do that fairly quickly in whatever movie addresses all that. Because right. I mean Spider Man's never done anything wrong up until this point, so I don't think people are so stupid as to believe he's this bad guy or whatever. So they'll have to defuse that. And then going forward, um I I think like the Mysterio character is completely gone. I mean, can we assume that? I mean, it, it, you know, it feels like no character is ever actually yeah. gone. So I I could see them bringing him back for what what people have been um, people have been theorizing called the Sinister Six, which is um, Vulture, Mysterio, uh, Oz, Norman Oswald, the okay. Oscorp guy, the uh, yeah. um, and then obviously then three more characters that are main Spider-Man villains. So if they if he did come back, I that I think that would be how electro electro. But the fact that he wants to be an Avenger type, I mean, granted there there wouldn't be a lot of trust between him and Spider-Man, but I wonder they, they like those kind of headbutting, you know, cuz even Captain America and Iron Man would butt heads a lot. They right. they want to trust each other, but so maybe they is there any chance Mysterio comes and joins that force as a good guy, even though there's bad blood between those two? What he would do is use his technology to trick the rest of the Avengers into into really just leaning Taking into that man. Spider-Man's a bad guy, I'm the good guy. So like, possibly that could know, be... That could, that could be a, a spin-off of something that happens, yeah, definitely. Um, I think I, I, they're clearly going to make another Spider-Man movie eventually. Probably going to be in Phase 5, I guess, which is crazy that we're even saying Phase 5. Five. That, but that means it's a long way five. Away. Yeah, it's at least probably three to five years away. Um, as far as the MCU at large, though, they're introducing besides the which surprise. Not I guess it shouldn't be that surprising, but the TV shows really cling to the established characters: WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki, 
and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Established characters. Well established. TV Everybody shows knows. are going to be built around them. The new movies, though, besides Black Widow, are all new characters, new people, and, and I guess Black Widow and Thor. That so you've got the Internals, Blade, uh, that uh, Asian lead, uh, the... Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. So you've got new... I think that they're going to be laying the groundwork for building... Still building that universe and building around it and and making it more complex. Well, and they've lost a few characters Um, now, too. But what they're going to do is... And what they're going to do is uh, just add to the uh, complexity of this universe and allow for uh, more characters to uh, play a role in the movies moving you know going forward i think they're always going to call back to the original avengers i think that they're that that's going to be a staple and i mean 10 years from now they might make some you know what reference to captain america being worthy or something i think that that, i hope they do i don't want that to be lost i mean those are beloved characters that started the whole thing so but at the same time, they realize they can't just focus on the same characters forever. Yeah, they've they've got to expand and and the honestly, that needs to evolve. Obviously, that's the way the comics were, and I don't, I don't, I, they the possibilities. We talked about this already, but the possibilities it has been officially confirmed. X Men is going to happen. They they talked about that. Fantastic Four is going to happen. They're going to join them. You mean they're going to be a part of the MCU? That's so that that was announced at San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> They they came out and were like, this is going to... I mean, what everybody pretty much assumed, but it would be a no-brainer now that they've got the licensing. Um, so that's that's kind of all that I have, again, on, on Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, we're excited to see what Black Panther... Or Black Widow comes comes with. They're, they actually did say there was going to be a Black Panther 2 as well. Really? They didn't announce when it was going to happen. I like that movie. But they, there is going to be a Black Panther 2. And... Uh, but... Anyways, that's all we've got for Spider-Man. Uh, we're excited to see Black Widow, and, and I guess that's coming out spring 2020. Okay. Uh, so we've got a little bit of time, which, honestly, I'm, I'm excited to uh, dive into some of the other yeah, movies. Yeah, we've been talking, and Marvel, for been talking about Marvel for a while, so it's good to have that break and um, new uh, Star Wars movies coming out, so yeah, good, December, good time to December we have one of those. catch up on all that. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, Mickey, you said you, you off-air... Off air, like we're on the radio or something. Yeah, we're important. Um, off air, you had talked about um, the, there's some corrections that you had yeah, from the well, last like, episode. Like you said, we want to do this, you know, because we we know we come off as idiots at times, so we want to correct our idiocy at some point. But um, I guess the things I caught when I was listening to it, um, one of us mentioned um, James Earl Jones, and I think one, I think it may have been you, but. Not to call you off, but no, man, absolutely. did you screw no, up? Absolutely. Hey, you and if me. you if you haven't told, I'm a little bit tired this morning or this morning. Wow, I, I don't even know what time of day it is. <laughs> Where am I? What is going on? Uh, I'm, I'm a little a little bit a little bit tired today. So again, yeah, that we're gonna make mistakes. So well, I I probably said James Earl Jones no, you, it, Jr. It is, or something. You called him George. George Earl Jones, I think. Oh, George Earl Jones. Yeah, but or, I but you said uh, his name right after. I probably that, so. was getting James Earl Jones and George Lucas mixed yeah, exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. you just tried to make one person because it's easier to talk that way. But yeah. then I think one of my screw ups was, um, I think I, I called the an ad ad or at at as your generation wants to call it, which I totally disagree with for the record. 
It was. This is this is on the record. Okay, <laughs> this is the official record of this whatever wherever this podcast is going to be stored for all of eternity. <laughs> Mickey wants to make sure he's on the record. So, but they're actually called all terrain armored transport. I call them all terrain attack transport. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that's. I know people lost sleep, so I, I, I want to make sure we're corrected. Um, then I think another point I just want to make was that who writes this stuff? I can't even read my own writing. Hoth was shot in Fence, Norway, which Monchi, Monchi, you're Monty. Now I'm making mistakes. Well, I'm calling my alter ego, Monchi. <laughs> you mentioned that, but um, further, um, the battle scene miniatures used on the set. Uh, were microscope, microscopic glass bubbles and baking soda to mimic the snow. Oh. Because we got oh. into the the details of how they did that like, yeah. in a pinch because the weather was so bad. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I wanted to mention that. And then um, I mentioned Debbie Reynolds, um, and I kept mentioning her a couple times. That's because that's Carrie Fisher's actual birth mom. Okay. And I, I think I mentioned that I went and saw um, Carrie Fisher's grave so she's buried right next to her mom in la okay so that's why i kept mentioning that and you know i've heard the name debbie reynolds but i don't think i ever yeah she put, you, connected the dots or she, she was even in, most recently that i saw she was like in one willing grace she was grace's mom i think oh she's alive still no she's dead no they're both oh, buried oh, together she oh. died i think they died within a week of each other actually oh wow yeah okay and then so they're buried together but debbie reynolds was she, you'd see her face here and there but so I think you'd recognize her if you saw her, but that I kept mentioning her, and that's now I just wanted to. That's why I was mentioning her because she's Carrie Fisher's mom, so or she was. They're both passed now, so, as I mentioned. So, okay. And All right, I'm done making mistakes as I make correct our errors. <laughs> yeah, and obviously we we're referring to the Star Wars episode. So if you haven't watched that yet, shame on you. No, actually, don't shame on you, please. We can't afford to lose any yeah, any man. any listeners. Uh, you, you do whatever just, you want. Uh, jump in the middle of the episode. We don't care. You just said watch too. Oh God! So, so listen, <laughs> look, listen. Tom's going right to bed after for, this. For those of you MFN fans out there, look, listen. <laughs> um, anyways, so kind of uh, what we're looking towards in the future, what we want to do as far as the podcast goes. Uh, definitely going to want to do a Stranger Things podcast at one point. Uh, maybe recap season three. Talk about maybe even one and two. Uh, like we had mentioned at nauseum during the Star Wars episode, we will be doing a original trill, uh, not original tri- prequel trilogy episode one, two, one, and, three. two and three. Yeah, yeah um, and I believe in, and if we don't do it this way, uh, I apologize. So don't. This is not for the record. Uh, <laughs> we we're probably going to be doing the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, in the future, fairly soon. Fairly soon. Uh, so that would include Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Christian, the Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yep. Heath Ledger too. Right? Heath Ledger as the Joker. Tom Hardy as Bane. Uh, yeah, great, great series. Uh, I think if I have any chance of ever becoming uh, actually starring as Batman, I I should get the that episode out within the first ten episodes of my own podcast. Oh yeah. So uh, uh, being the Batman fan that I am. Uh, and those are my. I mean, I've only seen Begins, which is ironic because I'm gonna say those are my favorite rendition of the Batman movies. I think a lot I of love people. Christian Bale. Yeah. And Heath Ledger nailed it to the point where it killed him. I guess he nailed that Joker character. Right. I, that's why I'm looking forward to actually finally watching the other parts of those movies. So. Yep. And yeah. so, so be on the lookout for that. And and 
For those of you who are like, what the heck were these guys doing? Did they fall off the face of the earth? No, we're, we're trying to do these like every, every other, uh, you know, week, uh, trying to right now. And even that's get, proving to be a little difficult. Uh, if we can, we're going to try to keep that pace. Mickey mentioned uh, different festivals and things that he's been busy with. You I've got a, a young child at home. Very young child. We're both busy with work. And it's, uh, it's, there's it's the middle of things. July in Wisconsin. There's not a lot of good time to do to be doing these things that we want to be doing, so we're doing it now. Yeah. Uh, so, again, apologize if you're looking to you know have more often, but hopefully you enjoy them when they do come out. And uh, It'll pick up as the weather gets worse. As we mentioned, uh, feel free to email us, montyandmickey at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to rate and subscribe uh, on any channel, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iTunes, however you're listening to this. Uh, Good, feel, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, any give us give us some feedback. feedback email us, uh, any anything like that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's all I got today. Anything else you wanted to add? Uh, to I think I think I kind of we we did a good job of. Uh, don't want to pat myself on the back or anything, but uh, we did we did a pretty good job of summarizing it and kind of keeping it under that you know hour and a half. Coming so. coming at it from our own angle, hopefully anyway. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for today. Me too. So good one. Uh, and as we always like to say in closing, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thank you. What's going on?